Hi, and welcome to the very first episode of DDT Divas Podcast, Episode 1. The podcast where we discuss some of the things we love about wrestling pay-per-views and some of the things we hated about wrestling pay-per-views. I'm your host, Shade, DDT Divas Editor-in-Chief and Brand Creator. Due to our current world situation, I'm hosting this episode alone. But in the future, I will not be doing this podcast alone. And I'm going to welcome other podcasters and other um, creators to help me out and have a little fun. We hope you enjoy the show. In this episode, I'm going to review WrestleMania 36, Too Big for Just One Night. I'll start with a general breakdown and work my way to smaller details of things that I loved. And things that I hated. Jumping right in, let's talk about the things that I love. There are three things that I really loved about WrestleMania 36. Um, The first thing that I really loved was that WWE managed to put on a very great, solid show um, in our current world situation. And there are only a few matches that I really didn't like that I would consider as bad matches, so to speak. Um, I thought they did an amazing job with the camera angles and... That you you couldn't even really notice um, the empty arena. I mean, of course, the sound, you didn't hear any people cheering, but the look and feel with the camera angles, the camera angles were very focused on the wrestlers in ring, and um, they did a really good job with that. And I actually thought that um, they did a couple cool camera angle shots where the cameraman was in the crowd and he was like shooting from the crowd so I thought they did a really good job with that the second thing that I loved about um, WrestleMania 36 was actually the um, opening to the show the show starts out with Stephanie McMahon addressing the WWE universe um, and addressing our current world situation and then after that they move into America the Beautiful and they did this really cool thing where they Um, took previous uh, performers and they like sliced um, and edited together um, America the Beautiful using previous performers such as Boys and Men, Gladys Knight, Ray Charles, um, Fantasia, John Legend, Little Richard, like they did a really good job doing that and I thought that was really cool and um, I wasn't aware that WrestleMania like performances uh, America the Beautiful was so deeply rooted in um, black performers and artists singing the song so it was really cool to see all the different um, black singers um, singing America the Beautiful and I just loved how they decided to edit um, all the performers together to actually you know give us the traditional America the Beautiful um, at WrestleMania 36 and after um, the America the Beautiful footage, we would get this amazing 
cool like cinematic and uh opening to the show with like all the wrestlers dressed up as like pirates and like fighting these like sea monsters and like creatures and like skeletons or something like i think kofi like takes on like a bunch of like skeletons like a skeleton army and like um drew mcintyre like claymore is like some kind of like kraken or something like sea monster and just the narration and like everything it was kind of funny and kind of like uplifting and just really cool to see and like as someone who considers themselves um like i consider myself as a movie buff so i love like anything like involving movies and very cinematic and things like that and most importantly the uh opening really fit the pirate theme which i'm not surprised that they stuck with the theme even though they are um, shooting wrestlemania from the empty arena at the performance center it was very like pirate based and like um, which was the theme because they were going to be um wrestlemania 36 was originally going to be in tampa bay so i just thought it, it just felt like a very exciting adventurous pirate movie and the third and final thing that i really really loved about um wrestlemania 36 was it this is going back to how um the performers the wrestlers and wwe um the company was able to um work under pressure and adapt to our current world situation uh with the coronavirus i loved how many of the wrestlers were you know talking trash to each other they were um you know grunting they were like you know making sounds so the fans could really hear it and get into it and not just wrestling silent so i just love like the trash talk like there were a couple wrestlers who were like talking during the matches and did a lot of trash talking like i love 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 the kabuki warriors they were like very vocal in their match they did a good job there's some trash talking between like kofi and jimmy uso and Liv morgan and natalia and you know um Randy Orton and Edge, they, they like, you know, they made it seem like they were hurting, like, they, you know, they, they were very vocal, you know, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, they, you know, there was a lot of grunts and, like, sounds of pain, and I just thought that really enhanced the show, because, you know, usually we won't hear that because there's a crowd, and the crowd is so loud, but because it's such a a silent show because there's no crowd, we really get to hear this, like, this sound and this, this action and the trash talk, and I just really enjoyed that, and I think it really helped the show, so those are the three things that I loved about the show in general. Uh, now I'm going to discuss some of the things I didn't like about the show. Now, um, talking about the things that I hated or didn't like, I would say there wasn't many things that I really, really didn't like, with the exception of probably, like, the WWE Championship match and the Universal Championship match, um... Those two matches were like finisher, 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 pin attempt, one, two, kick out, finisher, finisher, um, one, two, three, new champion. And like the Goldberg versus Braun Strowman match was like two minutes. The Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre match were uh, was like four minutes five minutes and you know it just wasn't exciting it didn't live up to the hype 
Um, I thought the matches could be a little bit better, you know, instead of just finisher, 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 uh, one, two, kick out, finisher, finisher, pin, one, two, three, match over, new champion, like I, I, I kind of just said, but, you know, that, that really, like, is the only thing I really, really hated about, uh, WrestleMania 36, um, of course, some people might enjoy that. They might have enjoyed the matches. They might have liked it. But I'm looking for an actual, like, well thought out story, an actual match. Like, but it, you know, I'm happy for Drew McIntyre. Like, I'm glad he's champ. But I wish we would have seen more. They would have done more with him. Let him work with Brock a little bit more. Probably the second thing I didn't like um, was um, JBL on commentary. Uh, I am not a JBL fan because of reasons, uh, his history of bullying, uh, other performers and co-workers, and also him saying, like, kind of, like, casual racist things, um, the same way, uh, Jerry the King Lawler does, he, like, makes these, like, racist, like, casual racist comments on commentary, and for me, that's just very off-putting, um, you know, like, you know, you have these wrestlers of colors, the Kabuki Warriors, we had Kofi, we had the Screw Prophets, and, um, with the Kofi match, you know, JBL was there, uh, doing the commentary, and with the Kabuki Warriors match, he was there, so, I'm just not a fan of JBL on commentary, so, that was, like, the only thing that I hated, and I kinda wish he wasn't on there, but, I mean, who knows, due to the current, um, world circumstances, and what's happening in the world with the coronavirus, I know I keep saying that, um, he might have been the only person to do the job, but I just wasn't really a fan of JBL. So, um, moving on to a more general uh, match by match breakdown I'm gonna start talking about the matches that I really loved and I'm gonna start with first with night one which uh, night one or part one that took place on Saturday so the first match and I think probably my match of the night for part one on Saturday was the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross or Bliss Cross is what I call them. Uh, Bliss Cro- Bliss Cross. I know it's kind of hard to say, but I call them Bliss Cross. Um, but that was probably my match of the night for um, Saturday. They just had a really good match. Um, just very vocal, a lot of like sounds, you know. And I I I love what they did. Like in that match, it was very entertaining. It was a good way to start off the show. So I definitely love that match. Um, I love, love, love Kyrie Zane's uh, Pirate Princess ring gear. It was very cute, and it's kind of sad that she didn't get to like show it off in Tampa um, in front of so many people because it was really cool gear. And um, the only thing that I did not like about uh, that match was there was like this really kind of weird time video cut where like. Uh, Nikki is pinning Asuka and Kyrie is on the top rope and she's uh, about to jump off um, to do the insane the insane um, elbow from the top rope and like uh, the referee like stops counting or like there's just this really weird cut where she's like breaking up the pin uh, pinfall and doing like at the count of two so that just really really kind of 
that was like the only thing that kind of caught me like off guard and I didn't really like about it but other than that I thought it was really cool the match the next match um for part one night one um that I actually I would say I have a love-hate relationship with this match but it's more of a love than a hate is Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler um the match itself was okay and it was entertaining but you know I kind of wanted to see Shayna Baszler get the win um I I want to see Becky Lynch um drop the title and start chasing uh, the title I feel like we've seen so much good like good stuff from the man Becky Lynch but now I want to see Becky fight to regain her championship like I feel like for me there's not much I want to see Becky do as champion but I would like to see her uh, chase the title and try to win and so that match actually left a really big question in my mind um, and a question I want to pose to the listeners is what's next for Becky Lynch who is next for Becky Lynch like can anyone on the current like raw roster beat Becky and so that's the question I hope WWE addresses and answers um, fairly soon because with Becky taking on Shayna and beating Shayna like you know what's next for Becky um, the only thing I like kind of didn't like or kind of hate it, which is not, it's not related to the match. It's just, it's just the Becky Lynch truck entrance. Um, I feel like we've seen that on Raw and I feel like the WWE should have just waited to WrestleMania to debut the truck. And I felt like it would be cooler if they would have waited to WrestleMania to debut the truck. But after seeing it on Raw, it kind of didn't have that special feel. But other than that, I I enjoyed the match. I just want to know who's next for Becky. Um, so next on the list is uh, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. That match, I, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with this match as well but more love so I'm gonna put it in the love category um the match was solid it was entertaining like Sami Zayn retains and you know it was it was a good match but what I didn't like is that the match kind of started off slow because there's this like um there's a at the beginning of the match, Sammy is like running around the ring and like Daniel Bryan's like chasing him and then like Nakamura is getting involved and like Cesaro is getting involved and they're like running around the ring. So that kind of like started the match off like slow for me um, and kind of like took me out of the match. And I thought that I wanted to see more. The match was kind of quick um, and I really wanted to see more uh a longer match from uh, Zayn and Brian. Like I feel like this match could have been the match of the night. They have the potential, and I just really wanted to see it. But you know, we didn't see it. It was short, so that match just—that's why I put it in the love-hate like relationship like uh, category because you know it, there there could have been more, but it was a good match. So I'm gonna also say I loved it. You know, for the most part, I loved it. Now, moving on to a match that I would say I really loved um, was Jimmy Uso versus Kofi Kingston versus John Morrison. That match, and it was a ladder match, and it was for the tag team championships. Um, 
we have probably all heard about the rumors, or I don't know if it's true or not. I'm not going to say it's true, but allegedly, um, allegedly, The Miz is sick, and he got pulled from the match. And so because The Miz got pulled from the match, they had to remove a Big E and Jey Uso from the match um, because John Morrison would not have a partner. So we get this uh, triple threat match for the titles. Um, it's a louder match, and it's like it's, it's it's probably it was probably the most fun match on part one of uh, WrestleMania um, 36. There's a lot of high flying spots, a lot of por- uh, parkour spots from John Morrison. Kofi had a lot of cool spots. Like one of the spots, he like jumps on the rope onto the ladder. Like he's on the rope and he jumps like onto the ladder and tries to kick like uh, Jimmy and uh, Morrison, but he's like thrown out of the ring by uh jimmy and morrison so it was like a really fun like high like energy match and i i just loved it um it was cool to see both kofi and john morrison in singles action you know i wasn't really i was i I wasn't really hyped to see jimmy in singles action because i feel like uh jimmy and jay are like the usos and like as a team they're better as a team um but like this match was probably like my second favorite of night one part one um the only thing that was kind of sad and not really a dislike just sad was seeing Kofi back in the tag team division after last year's Wrestlemania um Kofi mania last year um I feel like Kofi should be in WWE's main event scene he's proven himself worthy um he's proven himself to be able to pull off a good in-ring match with emotion to like be emotional on the match to just do so much more and just to be so much more well-rounded so that was kind of sad it kind of like hurt you know like to see Kofi back in the tag team division at Wrestlemania and just last year Kofi Mania was the big thing like that last year I was looking forward to Kofi Mania that is what I was like hyped about for last year's Wrestlemania so just seeing Kofi like not being in the main event scene anymore um it's just a little sad so um the next match was uh Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens um I liked the match um Probably the thing I liked most about the match was Kevin Owens jumping off of the WrestleMania sign onto Seth Rollins, who was like incapacitated laying on the announce table. That was really cool, and I'm glad that they used their surroundings um, to enhance the match. And you know, they give us like this cool, like memorable moment, WrestleMania moment of Kevin Owens like jumping off the huge like WrestleMania sign. Um, you know, at first I was a little upset because the match like like stopped. Like Rollins tells the like the ring the person who rings the bell to like stop the match and ring the bell, whatever. So, um like that was kinda like sad to see, but I'm really like not even sad, like I just kinda I was scared that they were gonna actually do that and that's how the match was gonna end and like KO was gonna win via disqualification. But when they restarted the match, I was like, ooh, this is good. Like, this is good to see. But, I mean, I would still say that uh, the triple threat ladder match was a little bit better. Or at least I liked it better. It was more energetic and more like high-flying uh, high and more exciting. But a uh, pretty solid, good match from Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. 
So the last match for uh, night one, part one, that I really loved and enjoyed was uh, AJ Styles versus versus The Undertaker. Um, I came in with very low expectations for this match. Um, I have not been excited for Undertaker match uh, in years, um, especially after the Goldberg versus The Undertaker match um, in Saudi Arabia. So I wasn't really sure what we we're going to get from this match. And um, when WWE announced that it was going to be a Boneyard match, I thought they were going to like just fix up the Performance Center or something and just have a little match with some uh, Party City like decorations, like skeletons or like tombstones and stuff like that. But no, this match, like just everything I expected from this match, they like did the opposite like this match was like so well put together and most importantly they really touched on something that i really love and i will like as long as i do this podcast i will tell you guys that i'm a movie buff i love like cinematography i love like cinema and they decided to do this very cool like cinema style in wrestling now that being said WWE is definitely not the first company to like do this big cinema style um you know this like cool like cinema wrestling like it looks like a movie it feels like a movie it sounds like a movie kind of um so like I was very excited to see WWE um incorporate the like like blend together cinema and wrestling because I feel like cinema and wrestling works well and so for like all the listeners out there um if you're listening to this podcast I just want to know do you think um cinema and pro wrestling is a good match does it blend does it work well what are your thoughts on like cinematic like wrestling so um, getting specifically into the match, it starts off with like AJ Styles, like so we think actually, you know, we think it's the Undertaker in this hearse, and like there's a casket, and like out pops AJ like Crip Keeper, Crip Keeper style, like tells him the Crip, like he's like popping out of the joint, and like there's music, like you know, light like background music to set the mood for the scene, and then like here comes the Undertaker, he's like on his bike and he's like pulling up and like they just start like fighting and it sounds like there's a little bit of like um sound effects i don't know maybe there wasn't but it sounds like there's some sound effects to the action and like we see like um down the line we see like some explosions some fires some lighting and then you know um anderson and gallows they're like incorporated into the match as well and then there's this like cool like score for the the match there's a really nice it sets the tone for like the different scenes in the match um there's like some scary kind of like omen music there's also some like rock and like it's just it's it's really cool and i thought it really helped set the the set the scene and the tone um so i really enjoyed that match and there was like dialogue like undertaker had a couple cool lines and aj had a couple cool lines and just the uh camera angles and the cuts and you know it was just a really great way to end uh part one night one um you know there's this image of like uh aj in the like grave and undertaker's like burying him and like 
he pulls he like reveals this like tombstone that's like AJ Styles 1977 to like 2020 and then there's like AJ's hand like sticking out of like the grave so I thought that was like a cool way to end night one and it was something I really really enjoyed and you know like it was different and I, I liked that that it was different and I thought it was the best way to end night one Now, moving on to, honestly, the only match that I hated on Night 1, Part 1, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. That match is the only match that I would say I hated on Night 1. I am not a fan of these, like, two-minute four-minute championship matches where the wrestler just hits a bunch of finishers and then it's over. Um, I want to see more from uh, wrestlers, especially in a like a universal championship match or a WWE championship match. I just want to see more. So that was the only match that I hated. Um, it was too short. Uh, Goldberg and Braun Strowman did the same moves over and over again spear 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 power slam power slam and you know you know it just it wasn't what I expected I wanted more and I mean it's a Wrestlemania match like I can understand maybe like you know a couple spears but it like a two-minute match like come on like I wanted more um, and also like I after the like I'm sure if you're a wrestling fan you're probably familiar with the Braun Strowman like Instagram com- Instagram comments about like you know finding another profession that really kind of took me out of it too like I try not to let like the personal like effect like the wrestling but it sometimes is impossible so like that kind of took me out so I'm just gonna say like for night one part one that was the only match that I like can say that I hate it and I would probably not watch again all right so now moving on to night two part two of Wrestlemania 36 too big for just one night um night two took place on Sunday um I'm going to talk about some of the things that I loved about Night 2. Some of the matches that I loved about Night 2. Um, I think I liked, I enjoyed Night 1 more than I enjoyed Night 2. Um, I think there's more things that I didn't like about um, Night 2 than I, you know, didn't like about Night 1. So, anyway. So. Kicking off night two was Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. I love this match, and I will say that this was the match of the night for part two, night two. And but all I would say all the women's matches were really good, and I loved all the women's matches at WrestleMania 36. And I will go on to say this, that maybe, you know what, not even maybe. All the women's matches were solid and strong and were the best matches on the WrestleMania 36 card. That's that. Like, for me, that that's it. Like, the women's matches were great. Um, so, back to Charlotte versus uh, Rhea Ripley. Um, I love the match. Very entertaining. Um, very vocal. They're very vocal during this match. Like, 
you know that they were in pain and like someone was getting beat up uh Rhea's leg her leg was like injured in the match and like she was like you could tell she's like hurt so yeah I, I like the match um I love Rhea's Dragon Ball Z um inspired ring gear you know it actually took me a while to realize that she was uh Vegeta or she was like her ring gear was um Dragon Ball inspired um, I did like that she didn't change like her typical gear style and like she just changed the colors and like made it like Dragon Ball Z um, like and inspired like cosplay Dragon Ball Z cosplay um, so I, I actually liked the ring gear I love Charlotte's robe like her robe and like her purple like ring gear too cute like very stylish very cute um, the only thing I didn't like about the match was Charlotte Flair winning. Um, I think that it would have been cool to see Rhea Ripley win. And, um, you know, it just brings up questions for me. Like, what's next for Rhea? What's next for Charlotte? I'm also hearing a lot of fans and people in the wrestling community um, say that they feel as if Charlotte won the title because WWE needs to put someone with more star power on NXT. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that in this podcast. Because this is a WrestleMania 36 podcast. And I don't want to, like, jump into, you know, NXT and then the Wednesday Night War. So I'm just going to say that, you know, I just want to see what's next for Charlotte. You know, who is she going to face? Is she going to spend more time in NXT? Is she going to be on NXT and on Raw? Because I've also heard from some people in the, like, you know, the dirt sheets um, say that Charlotte will be working NXT and Raw. So I'm just interested to see what is going to happen next. So, you know, that was the only thing I didn't really like about the match. I wouldn't say I hated it, but I didn't really want to see Charlotte win because I felt like let's give Rhea Ripley her time, you know, let her be champion for a little bit, you know, let her fight some more women in NXT and like, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I, that's what I was looking forward to. I was kind of hoping that Rhea picked up the win. So the next match, um, that I, I kind of have a love hate relationship with this match. Um, Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley and I will say I have more of a love relationship than a hate relationship because the match was really strong it was really solid and it was really entertaining and um, I just you know I kind of wish they would have started building up for this match you know um, earlier even before uh, things happened because I think that seeing Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley in a storyline feud would be really cool um, the finish to the match was really funny, like, Lana, who is Bobby Lashley's, uh, wife, um, and it's cool, she's coaching Bobby Lashley in the match, and, like, he gets black masked by Aleister Black, like, he gets kicked after Lana's, like, coaching him, so I thought that, that was kind of funny, you know, I don't know if it was meant to be funny or not, but kind of got a laugh out of that, so I found that entertaining. Um, the only thing, like I said, like, I wish there would have been more build-up to the match, um, so I kind of, I wasn't emotionally invested in this match. Um, that's the same thing I felt about the uh, Elias versus uh, King Corbin match. 
I wasn't emotionally invested in it. Not saying that it was a bad match, the Elias versus King Corbin, which was actually on night one. I just wasn't emotionally invested in it, and that's the same way I was with the um, Black versus Lashley match. But a good match, like a solid match, like an entertaining match. So the next match that I would place in the love category is Dolph Ziggler versus Otis. Um, this match had real, a really great story uh, going into WrestleMania 36. A really strong uh, build-up on the Go Home episode of SmackDown. We find out that Sonya Deville has been working with Dolph Ziggler this whole time, and uh, essentially, which is the breakup of Fire and Desire. Uh, Mandy is the face in the storyline, and Sonya is the true heel. I actually enjoyed the match. Um, it was a little predictable because uh, before anything even happened, I was uh, saying like, "Okay, Sonya's gonna get involved and try to mess up Otis, but Mandy's gonna come out, beat up on Sonya, you know, save the day, help Otis uh, get a win, you know." do something to Ziggler to cause him to lose the match and at the end they're gonna like kiss like I like called it like there's gonna be a kiss like Otis is gonna get the girl and like you know Mandy's gonna become this face and Sonya's gonna become the heel and um, they're gonna break up so um, that was the only thing that I kind of didn't like that it was kind of predictable but other than that solid match good match entertaining match um, actually really entertaining story um, if you are into those kind of stories like the couples and like the romance stories and wrestling um i'm kind of sad to see fire and desire break up uh i really felt like they were a good tag team a solid tag team and with um alexa bliss and nikki cross having the tag team titles now uh although the tag team champions can wrestle on both Raw and SmackDown. I thought it'd be cool if we saw more from Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, but I'm assuming they are no longer a team anymore. Moving on to another match that um, I really loved. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Street Profits versus Angel Gaza and Austin Theory with Zelita Vega as their manager. Originally, the match was supposed to include Andrade. Unfortunately, Andrade was injured, so Austin Theory had to take his spot in the match. This match was just fun. It was exciting. It was fast-paced. Um, I'm a little disappointed because the match ended very quickly. It's about a six to seven minute match. I wish it would have been a little bit longer, um, but a solid match. And at the end of the match, the Street Profits are getting beat up by uh, Angel Gaza and Austin Theory. And Z Zelita Vega gets in the ring and she's like being on them too. And then Bianca Belair comes out and makes the save for the Street Profits. Her husband, Montez Ford, she beats up on Zelita Vega. She looks great doing it. Bianca Belair gets her WrestleMania moment, which is what we have been asking for um, for weeks now, we wanted most people I know myself and some other people that I talked to. Um, we really wanted Bianca to actually be involved and to get a spot in the Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley match, make it a triple threat. So um, that didn't happen, but it's good to see her get her WrestleMania moment in uh, the Street Profits match. 
I loved the SmackDown Women's Championship match, the five-way elimination match. The women uh, had a really great showing at WrestleMania 36. All the women's matches were solid, entertaining, and just fun to watch. Like I feel like I can go back and look at those matches over and over again because they were really great. Um, this match, I thought the storytelling was really cool because it seems as if we're going to get uh, Sasha Banks versus Bayley uh, storyline in the future. Maybe a face turn for Sasha. Uh, she's going to realize that uh, it's her time and she should challenge Bayley for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship and not like keep following Bayley. So I feel like they're going to give us a story with that based on the ending of the match. Um, Tamina did a really great job. All the women did a great job, but I really liked Tamina because she was like this really strong, like the, the strong woman in the match. And every, like they couldn't take her out. They had everyone had to like do their move on her. And like you see, like Sasha does a uh, frog splash, and Naomi does her uh, split leg moonsault. And like they all have to like run and like pin Tamina just to get her out. Like every like all the women are like pinning her just to like eliminate her from the match. I loved um, all the women's like ring gear. Uh, I loved Naomi. Naomi was serving looks. She looked great. Natural hair, like cool ring attire. Like love the natural hair. Like I cannot tell you how much I love Naomi's natural hair. Like as a natural like woman right now. Like I've been natural for a while, my whole life, pretty much. Just seeing a black female wrestler with natural hair is like so cool and to see her like have her natural hair at the Royal Rumble and then again like at Wrestlemania it's like so cool Sasha always looks amazing her jacket was like really cool she's at the boss so you know just great match great looks just great <laughs> oh there were a lot of things that I did like about Wrestlemania 36 uh part two night two there were also things that i did not like um three matches in particular that i didn't really like or i kind of like liked it but mostly did not like the match uh, the first match number one brock lesnar versus drew mcintyre for the wwe championship um we should all expect this to happen with the Brock match. I mean, actually, I didn't expect it. I did, but I didn't. Because Brock has had a couple, like, okay matches. Um, with the exception, like, recently, a, a couple okay matches. With the exception of, like, Ricochet, which was, like, a minute. So, I kind of expected his match with Drew McIntyre to be at least, like, 8 minutes or, like, 10 minutes. But it wasn't. So, um, when I think about it in retrospect... I shouldn't I shouldn't be shocked that the match was really short and that there's just a bunch of like finishers and like signature moves and then like um pinfall attempts and then the match is like over um I was just you know hoping that we would get more from that so um Edge versus Randy Orton uh I would place this match in the dislike category if someone like asked me did you like it or did you like dislike it did you love it did you hate it i'm gonna say i did not like it but i did not like it because i felt like the match was way too long that match was like almost 40 minutes um i feel like if it would have been cut like 10 or 15 minutes 
um, you know, cut it like 10 to 15 minutes off of the match, it would have, I would not have said I didn't like it. Um, I wish they would have done more in the match, a couple of like moves, you know, like it was just kind of like a brawl. Not saying that brawls are bad in wrestling, but it was a last man standing match. Um, but I felt like the match was more of a street fight or a false count anywhere match. So, um, I like the match was just long and I had started to lose a, like my attention span started to fall so um I'm just gonna place this match in the dislike category John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt was unique it was different um what we saw wasn't bad it was actually interesting if you go back and look at it and try kind of and kind of think things through but I was really disappointed because I actually wanted a match to follow that up like I like I wanted to see what we saw but just maybe give us like a five ten minute match to just follow it up and so we didn't really get a match so I'm a little disappointed like I really wanted to see like John Cena return to the ring but um, I kind of wonder if like he has some kind of like big movie star contract that will not allow him to actually wrestle and so that's why they did what they did I mean one of the reasons why they did what they did uh, because sometimes you hear that movie stars get these contracts and you know you can't get hurt you can't get injured so I don't know I'm just making uh, I'm just assuming but I really wanted to see an actual match between John Cena and The Fiend at the end of the day if someone asks me if I uh, loved WrestleMania 36 or if I hated WrestleMania 36 I'm gonna say that I loved it um, solid pay-per-view um, WWE really worked well on the under the pressure and they really handle our current situation world situation really well so I'm gonna say that I loved WrestleMania 36 now if you are a listener who's still listening to this podcast, I know it's like we're probably about like 40 minutes in. I have a couple questions for the listeners and some things that I hope WWE address and answer um, in the future um, as time goes on. I know Money in the Bank is the next pay-per-view in May. Um, so I kind of want to know what's next for Becky. Who will challenge Becky next? Um... What's next for Charlotte and NXT? Who's gonna challenge Charlotte? I know we have the NXT ladder match and we'll find out, but like, what's the long term goals with Charlotte? Also, Drew McIntyre. Who will challenge Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship? Also, Braun Strowman. Who will challenge Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship? One thing I love about WrestleMania is that it a lot of storylines end and a lot of storyline and other storylines begins so like they end some stories and they start some new stories so i just want to know what's next who's next like so those questions being asked and that being said i just want to thank everyone who is listening to this podcast uh i was really nervous about um, doing a podcast especially alone at the moment um, I know once everything uh, goes back to the normal routine I will be able to probably get a couple people on the podcast people that have been helping me with DDT Divas um, 
but at the moment right now it's just me alone so i just want to thank you for listening uh, if you listen to this podcast um I hope you like it. I tried to do something different with the like music in the background and with the special effects. I hope it's not too cheesy or too weird for a wrestling review podcast. And um, if you like the podcast, please, please, please subscribe um, to the podcast. Subscribe to ddtdivas.com. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Um, everywhere or anywhere you listen to podcasts and this podcast is on that site please subscribe please help um thank you so much to everyone who has been supportive of ddt divas i really appreciate you all i appreciate everyone who's been supportive and you know i just want to keep putting out content if you like it i'll keep doing it you know like just let me know what you think of the podcast thank you for listening We hope you have enjoyed the show.